Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Aren't you so glad you can say that tonight? Not just because the people around you are saying it. Not because the song leader is saying it or the preacher is saying it. Because you know it yourself. Amen. Amen. He's real, is he not? Praise the Lord. We're so glad to be together tonight. Brother Joel Brown's going to come and speak for us tonight. So I want to just open our hearts to the Lord and just see what, what he has for us. We so appreciate all the gifts of God that the Lord's placed among us, which includes you. I was just reading before I came to church uh, this evening, studying for the service tomorrow. I was telling Brother Joel about it, where Paul, after talking about the fivefold ministry in Ephesians 4.11, Paul goes on the next few verses and describes how that the church is a body and that each member of that supplies and he identified the joints. Uh, He had this symbolism so in his mind that you imagine that he would take a joint in your body and liken some people to being a joint. Well, I mean, that's a pretty important thing, is it not? Don't you appreciate the ability to move your arms and your legs and your fingers? And most of you have never seen your joints, have you? You sure know if you get rheumatoid arthritis in them, you get rheumatism in them, you sure know there's something wrong with that joint. So if you're the smallest, most insignificant part, and hardly nobody ever even sees you, you are so important in the body of God. Amen. Let's just open our hearts tonight. Well, Joel, would you come, brother? Just bring to us what the Lord's placed on your heart. family to come if they would uh, to just uh, bring a song I've been working on. If there is any credit to go to the Brown family, it's to go to Sister Tamika. Give it to her. She's just a a jewel. Come on. Come on, guys. Um, I know how scary it is up here, so, but don't delay. (laughs) But she's just a... um, I, I will never forget, as many remind me from time to time, I stood right back here and I said, if anybody sees Sister Brown, tell her I'm looking for her. <laughs> because he who findeth a wife findeth a good thing. And the reality for me is I could have been married a long time before. I am not being egotistical or anything, but the reality is I could have been married a long time before I was. But I knew enough about me to know that I wasn't ready when people thought I could have been. And I also knew that I wanted to do it right and not have to suffer hell for the rest of my life. That was important to me. So I went through all the, the, the critics and all the naysayers and all the, the everything that they said. Well, what's wrong with you and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm waiting on God. That's an important thing. Even at the expense of being criticized and talked about. But... But again, if anything is to be said of, of the Brown family, it goes to her, my queen, my joy. Amen. Waking up 
out of a bunch of people who've fallen and made mistakes before. There's a song that says, we fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. Oh, yes. But a saint is just Stand with me. We fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. We 
simple song with a simple message but a powerful meaning. A saint is nothing but a sinner who fell down, but they got up. Why? Because the get up is in them. There's something on the inside that keeps working on the outside. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke 2. We're going to be reading from Luke 2, Luke 13, and then Malachi 4. May not have time to, to get to all three of those areas, but um, that's just up on my heart. Just a, a little thought. And God is good to us. God is great. And we never fully will understand why God does what he does. And quite frankly, even in eternity, he will continue to be unfolding himself. So we never fully will understand. But if, if we will attach ourselves to that one who continues, then guess what happens to us? We get to continue too. <laughs> Amen. Luke 2, verse 25 through 30. Luke 2. 25 through 30. Amen. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout. Pay attention to this man. He was just and devout. The qualities that he possessed. Listen, listen to him, what he, who he was. Just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. My, what a good thing to have on you. Was upon him. He wasn't just associated with it. He just, he didn't know about it. He didn't talk about it, but it was upon him. So therefore it had become a part of who he was. The Holy Ghost was upon him and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost, that thing that was upon him, that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. That's significant, the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. You may have your seats and as we pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for our place in the building and an opportunity to stand before your purchased blood. And as I say that, I think of what the prophet said, to hold in his hand the literal blood in a charger it would be a great thing. But to be able to stand before the purchase of that blood is an even greater thing. I'm also reminded of what he said and that there's nothing good that can come out of a man except it be something that would be of eternal value, eternal quality, something that would have heaven tainted upon it. So, Lord, I ask that you allow me to get out of the way and I'll never understand why I've been in these positions. I've never understood why. You've called me, oh God. I've never understood why exactly you use the instrument of man to bring your word. But yet that's what you chose. And so, Lord, we have to fall under your inspiration. And I just pray that you take complete control of the service tonight, oh God. Everything that's said and done, oh God. Forgive us of our faults, our failures, everything that maybe this day that we thought, that we said, that we did, that we were thinking about. 
or had a desire to do that was unlike you that, and that stood in the way of your will being fulfilled in our lives. Forgive us of these things, oh God. Cleanse us. We're here, another usual service, but Lord, we'll never meet like this again. So may we redeem this time. We love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. If I may borrow a bit of your time tonight and don't, I'm fine. I'll, I'll get it in a minute. As I told Brother Louie, I paid good money for this thing. I want to use it. I want people to see it. You say, Brother Joel, that's rude. That's bragging. No, I'm just a little bit different. You know, one thing different from me. I like to be seen in what I bought. You may not, but I do. <laughs> There's nothing like a good pair of new socks. I love new socks. That feeling, you know, just new socks. <laughs> Amen. But if I can borrow some of your time tonight, I just want us to, to think about these few words. The promise is in the building. Praise the Lord. The promise is in the building. We find out that there was a man by the name of Simeon and he was in the temple as was his custom, as was his habit, as was his calling, as was his purpose, as was it was something that he was. He had to go to church. He had to be in church. There's just something uh, uh, about the being in church and, and being in that atmosphere where God chose to place his name, his identification. And we find out that this same man was just, he was devout, and he was waiting for something. He was under anticipation. Now, the prophet used this very scripture in, in using the words, expect, the, the messages, expectations, and, and, and to preach many, many messages and, uh, along those lines. But this little thought came to me many, many, many uh, months ago and, and just uh, brooded over it. And just um, I just felt tonight would be an appropriate night to bring it. But. This man, Simeon, he was somewhere around 80 years old, and some uh, reference him as being just simply somewhere around 100. So we can just say he was old. How many old folk we got in the building tonight? God can do something through you. You think you've gotten too old to do something for God? Nope. God can still use you, but he was, he was an elderly gentleman, and when, when exactly this revelation came to him, and when uh, what was going on in his life, and at what age he was exactly, we don't really know as far as I was able to find, but we find out that when that revelation struck his life, there was something about it that he had to tell everybody. Even in the midst of being ridiculed and criticized for what he received from God, he had to tell people about what God had told him. Because the, the, the thing is, you never know what you tell people, what it will do for their life. You, you, you may say, well, I can't because they are. Well, that's God that dropped that in your heart. That's God that uncted you to do that thing. So it's not you that's speaking. So it's not up to me to worry about what they're going to think. Huh? But he had received this revelation and it changed his very life. And the prophet says, and he told everyone that this thing was going to happen. Now think about this. Nobody had seen Christ. Nobody had seen this thing that, that he was saying was going to transpire, that was going to happen. 
The prophets had foretold of it. All down through the ages, this, 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 there, there was just something that, that was being uh, 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 given out and it was said that this thing was going to happen. So, and you know how it is when, when you say something that people don't quite catch, they look at you funny and it causes a funny thing inside of you. But when it's God, don't worry about that. Set all that to the side. Because imagine, no one had seen Christ and that the prophet says he had been spoken of since the dawn of time. Christ had been spoken of since the dawn of time. That's why I said sometimes if God is put something in you to share, you never know what it's going to manifest in that person's life. You all, we, we sing the song to be like Jesus, and you all have heard me say this before. We, we sing that song to be like Jesus, and we think, well, Lord, what can I do for you? Well, simply be loved. Simply be that thing. Simply to reach out to somebody in need. Simply be that very thing that he wants us to be. You think, well, I need to tell them about the prophet of God. No, tell them about Jesus. Simply be that very thing of love. But since the dawning of time, we, we, we see that Christ was spoken of and the effects, the effects of let there be back in Genesis, the effects of those words, let there be declared that Christ would be. You say way back at way back in Genesis. Why is that so? Because eternity had spoken and the sufficiency of the attributes of that word filled. Listen to this. It filled everything that was eternal. When those words broke forth, let there be, it filled and it altered, it moved everything that had an eternal equality to it. And here we are in 2021, July of 2021, and let there be is still declaring that it will be. There will be a Christ. There, there, there will be a manifestation of those words. Why? Because it is eternal. And therefore, if eternity said it, that's enough. That's where I put my period. If eternity declares it, that's enough for me. That's sufficient enough for me. The reverberation from that eternal voice. Think about it. As that voice went forth and we know that that voice travels in waves and it has a pulsation to it, noise rather. And, and, and things when we speak it, it travels in waves. And I don't know all the science behind all of that, but the, it reverberates. It's got an echo to it. It's a wave effect to it. And that eternal voice, it births an expectation in the life of every true believer. There's no way a true believer can get away from the effects of eternity. There's no way you can get away. You sitting in this service tonight and you thinking, oh, that's Brother Joel. I don't want to hear him. You're hearing from eternity tonight because the promise, the promise saints is in the building tonight once again. Just as it was there in the temple with Simeon. You're here. I'm getting ahead of myself. You're here tonight and you have a need. You were expecting maybe your pastor to be up here. But eternity is speaking tonight. Whatever you have need of, he's here to meet that need. Spending time alone in your room, crying out to God. Can't even tell your husband, can't even tell your wife, can't tell mom, can't tell dad, but you've told it to God. Tonight is your night to receive the fullness of that effect of that promise. He promised, he said, I'll never leave you. 
Did he not say that? I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you. Listen to this. He just said, I'll even be in you. Now you tell me what that does when you take food, you put it in you. You gain strength from that that you put in you or you gain corruption from that that you put in you. So if he said, I will be in you and he's eternal, I've got eternal life dwelling inside of me. Is that all right? Eternal life, eternity is inside of you and it's reverberating. The voice of that word is reverberating within you. Now at this time of our text, I'm, I'm through. Y'all, y'all, y'all saw this, right? I'm getting hot. Everybody saw it. I'm just kidding with you. I'm not that vain. But I just don't understand why we buy these things and don't even use them. <laughs> I don't understand that. But at this time of our text, we, we, we find out that the Jewish bloodstream, these people, the Jewish people, the Jewish people that had this royal blood, so to speak, flowing through their veins, they had been and were at that time looking for Christ because the word of God declared that this thing would come, that this would be. So therefore, they read in the word and they set everything else aside and we we're looking for that. It didn't matter what was going on around them. They were looking for that. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are tonight. The promise, saints, is in the building. Whatever you're in need of, the promise is here. It's in the building. Amen. But what was different about Simeon? What was it about him? He was, he was, he was just, you know, like any other ordinary man. And behold, verse 25, Luke 2. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. That word just, in, in a broad sense, in a wide sense, means upright, righteous, virtuous, keeping the commands of God. You go down the line of all these Jewish people that were there in the temple too, and those that did, chose not to come to church for whatever reason that day, you know, they, 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 they themselves were righteous, they were virtuous, they were keeping the commandments of God. You know, maybe a baby was, was sick or something and, and the, the, the sister had to stay home or, or, or whatever the case may be. They were still virtuous. Just because you skip church don't mean anything's wrong. But you need to be in church. <laughs> of those who seem to themselves to be righteous, who pride themselves to be righteous. Now watch this. Who pride themselves in their virtues, whether real or imagined. See, being, being, being just... There, there's a certain um, um, strain of humanity, of humanity that, that when we receive something, even from God, we, we get a little bit righteous about us. Is that right? We're the queen of heaven. I've met so many people that call themselves the bride of Christ. <laughs> and they think they're better than the queen of England even. They, they're snooty, they're snotty, and all these other S words. All these other things. They keep their nose up. They don't fellowship. They don't reach out their hand. They go out through the vestibule. Right out here at Happy Valley Church. And the people just walk right on by. Mm. Just. Innocent. Faultless. Guiltless. Use of him who, who's, whose way of thinking, feeling, and acting is holy. Confirmed to the will of God. This is the broad sense of just. So many people would fit that category. Many people would fall. They could, well, I'm, Simeon's just. I am too. I fit that definition. It also means uh, approved of or acceptable of God. Think about this, saints. 
There were many other people that could say that they were just. He wasn't only just just, he was also devout. And that word means taking, uh, taking hold well, carefully and surely, cautiously, reverencing God, pious, religious. This is the broad sense. Many people are pious, they're religious. Many people could fall into this category, saints. But he was also waiting for the consolation of Israel. He, just like the others, was under expectation. How many is looking for a rapture? We're all looking for a rapture. We all fall into that category. I hope you're looking for a rapture. With what's been going on lately, I hope you're looking for a rapture. Amen. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. How many have the Holy Ghost? How many is the Holy Ghost upon you? Broad sense. Broad definitions of these words, of this man, the qualities in his life. And the Holy Ghost is a great thing. You would think, wow, you've got the Holy Ghost. You're just, you're devout. You're waiting for the consolation of Israel. You're waiting for a rapture. You have all of these things. But what was different about Simeon? He had a revelation. He had an unaltered, an immovable Word from the Lord. As the song says, if you can't help me, don't you dare try to stop me. Move out my way. Don't try to block me because I have a race to run. If you can't do anything for me, don't get in my way. Amen. We understand and know and believe that to a true believer, revelation, revelation, revelation is something that can never be overemphasized. I thought I'd get a bigger amen than that. That was a quote. Huh? Simply because it didn't say the prophet said. I've been preaching many, many times in places and I'll, I'll say a quote, an exact quote, word for word, Brother Donnie. People just sit and look at me. Then you attach the prophet's name to it. Wow! But I thought you said you believed the word. I thought you said you were a person of truth. And when truth is going forth, there's something inside of you that just screams out, Amen! There's something in there. In fact, he goes on to say, the prophet says, it is tremendously important to the church. Tremendously important. Revelation is tremendously important to the church. The promise, saints, is in the building. The promise is here tonight. The Holy Spirit gave the promise. Now when the promise came, the same Holy Spirit led Simeon to the fulfillment of that promise. I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. And when you get that assurance, there's nothing can see. Sure, you get discouraged. Sure, you get down. I get down. I get discouraged. But there's something inside so strong. Something that's beyond me. Something that's beyond you. It doesn't matter who did what to you. The scars that you bear in your life. The mental scars that you have because of what somebody did. You always go back to that thing. Get rid of that thing. Because while the promise is in the building... Because one day that man that did that to you, that woman, whatever, whoever it was, one day they no longer will be. But if you hold on to that thing, you're going to be where they are. 
because the tactic and the objective of the devil as we know I know this is simple but we need to hear it again the, the tactic the objective is the, of the enemy is to take you down to take you out sure we get down but we fall down but we get up because a saint is just a sinner who fell down but they got up amen when the, Holy, when, the, when the promise came, the same Holy Spirit led Simeon to the promise. Now, 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 just imagine for a moment how many other little babies were there that day. Now you watch this because we know that distractions are so paramount sometimes when life happens, huh? <laughs> life just happens. Things just come up and you, you, the, I think I thought about this today. Life Life has a way of simply getting in the way sometimes. <laughs> Don't it? You're on the track, you're doing good. Bless God, I had a good meeting. I was at the altar, I shouted, I praised God, and then Monday came. I had to go look at that man at work again. I want to punch him. <sighs> Is that right? Let's be real. Let's be real. But imagine how many other little babies were there that day. So therefore, Simeon in his humanity, in his flesh, the what ifs begin to pop up. How many know about all the what ifs? But, well, but what if blah, 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 dot, 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 ellipsy, dot, dot, dot. What if, what if, what if Simeon picks up the wrong baby? Oh my what if this happens? What if that happens? What, what, what if Simeon is led to the wrong? What, what if? What if? That's life. Life brings what if, but the promise was in the building that day. The scene as unfolds before us. Here we have this little teenage girl with a baby wrapped in unsightly rags. My, I thought about this today, just so, it, just so overwhelming, just, just, just sitting there, just, just looking over these things. This little girl, this little teenage, listen to me, young people, this little teenage girl with a baby wrapped in unsightly rags. And maybe, just maybe, the stench of the stable was still on her. Maybe she still had some of the dirt from the stable on her clothes or on her face, or maybe under her fingernails. Come on, saints. But here she was waiting in line. She had a, a peasant's offering in her hand. She was nothing and as far as what the world was concerned. She was nothing. A peasant's offering in her hand. She was simply using what she had. And humanity as such will go to comparing. We'll say, well, I can't because I don't compare. I don't have what Brother Donnie has or I don't have what Sister so-and-so has. Use what you got. God will take it. God will use it. Is that true? It's simple. I know this is simple. I'm a simple person. As I tell you so many times, my simple understanding is going to simply get me out of here one day. Mm. 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 But maybe, maybe, maybe the smell was still on her. And, and, and the, other, the, 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 the other people that was around her, where's that smell coming from? So this little teenage girl, here she's hearing these whispers. And she's feeling the sting of those words. You talk about peer pressure. Young lady, what you're going through is nothing compared to what she went through. Huh? Young man, what you're going through is nothing compared to this. 
But here she was standing in line waiting at church. Wow. At church. People criticizing her. At church. At church. At Happy Valley Church of Jesus Christ. Criticizing. That little girl. Little girl, hold your head up. Sis, hold your head up. You're called. You're a queen of heaven. You're beautiful. You're lovely. Huh? I know y'all don't hear me. I know y'all don't believe me. But this is so. This is true. She was still hearing the sting of those words that were behind her. People whispering. And Joseph, wherever he was, he no doubt could not escape these things either. Huh? Wherever he was at that time, he couldn't escape. He was still, still having to, to undergo the, 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 the criticism. And her hearing words like, stand back. Don't get too close to her. That's what the prophet said. Stand back. Don't get too close. Don't get near her. She's a prostitute. That body that birthed God himself. The people were calling that a prostitute. Now, how many, how many bad things have people said about you? You're tabernacling deity. Let them, let them say what they're going to say. Don't allow yourself to be pulled into that. Don't allow yourself to, 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 to be drugged through that mire and that mud because that's a tactic. The, the devil's lying to you. <laughs> I hear the prophet say just now when I said that, I said, what's the matter, soldier boy? You're not going to commit suicide. What's the matter, young man? You're not going to commit suicide. You cannot commit suicide because deity is tabernacled in you. You're just discouraged. You're just down. You're just low as we all get low. But I'm here to tell you there is a way to get back up. You're in a perfect place to have your life changed forever. You can walk out of these doors and never be the same again. You say, Brother Joel, I've heard that all my life. Well, tonight is the night that you finally receive the value of those words. They're not just some words stumbling off the lips of some man. This is, this is the promise, saints. The promise is in the building. Whatever you have need of, he is here. There's a song that says, if he has to reach way down, Jesus will pick you up. I don't care how low you go, how low you are. How, how, if he has to reach way down, if he has to go that low, he's willing to go there. Is that all right? But the prophet says, but down in little Mary's heart, she knew what she was. She knew who she was. So tonight you need to get a grip on God to have a full understanding of who you are. Now what you are supposed to do may come later, but if you know who you are, because what was Simeon doing? He was waiting on the consolation of Israel. He was waiting because he knew who he was. Simeon, he had a revelation. And the promise at that time was in the building, just as it is tonight. The promise for you, sis, the promise for you, brother, it is here in the building. I know I wrote a little poem. I read it here many years ago. I thought about bringing it, but... Uh, it's called Brother Favorite. I won't remember all of it, but said, I went to church one Saturday night to get a little farther along. But since I saw my favorite preacher wasn't there, I just went on back home. Oh, I kept my seat there in the pew and sang the, and, and clapped as they sang their songs. But since my favorite preacher wasn't there, 
I'd already made it back home. Hmm? That's what you do in the night, brother. You're going to miss your opportunity. You're going to miss it. Hear me, you're going to miss it. But there's going to be somebody that's going to lay hold on to these words tonight. There's going to be somebody who's going to be changed forever. They'll never be the same again. Simeon, he possessed the promise. And the one who has the promise will be led to the promise. We've been given a word today, saints. We have a promise and that promise will lead you to the fulfillment of that promise. So here you have the giver, God, and you have a receiver, Simeon, you tonight, the giver, the receiver. And once you, once you receive that which the giver has given, you go on a little journey. You go through time, you go through uh, up and down, ups and downs through life. You go here, you go there. You're on a journey, but you've received the promise. You have this thing that you're holding dear. You don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know when it's going to manifest, but you've been given something from the giver of givers. And you begin your journey until that fulfillment. Now, when eternity speaks and a connection is made, that union is vulcanized. We're very familiar with that word around the message, vulcanize. That, 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 that promise is made and, that, and, that, and, a, and a union takes place. And when a vulcanization takes place, you can't untie yourself from it. You, you, you can't ungrip yourself from it. You are inextricably tied to that thing forever. Huh? Quite frankly, even death will not separate you from that very thing. Because why it came from eternity, it has eternity qualities about it. Huh? When eternity speaks, you can't get away from eternity. Tonight, you will not get away from these words. You may think it's just that old black brother up there pointing his finger at me. You cannot get away from these words. Huh. That's a real spirit today. You know, people don't like me because of the color of my skin. Why am I here? Tamika, help me out. Woo! Y'all, if that's it, y'all deal with it. Y'all deal with it. Because one day I'm going to be changed. And these old feet, as Brother Jewel says, these feet are going to be dancing on the streets of glory. And I won't see you. <laughs> Get rid of that thing. That's all I say. Kill it. Kill it. The prophet says when God tells you anything, it's positive the truth. Bloop, period. It's the truth. When God tells you anything, God told Simeon, you're not going to die, guy. <laughs> Until you see, huh? Period. That's the truth. Now, in the midst of the chaos and the activity that was going on there that day in the temple, you had trumpets blaring, all this noise. Imagine with me, just a moment. You had all this noise, sacrifices being offered. You had funny smells. It didn't smell just right. Huh? All this activity, people praying, sheep bleeding, people talking and people screaming, maybe babies crying, all of this noise, all of this chaos. But even in the midst of all of that, a revelation was brooding and a promise was about to be made manifest. So it doesn't matter what's going on in your life, what noise is going on in your life. A revelation is trying to wrap itself around your life tonight. And if you recall, it was that word that went to Mary and it wrapped himself in a blood cell. 
So tonight the Spirit of God is wanting to wrap itself around you because a revelation is about to break forth in your life. That's why I'm here tonight. It's to let you know. I don't know who you are, but to let you know your life will be changed tonight. I believe that. Here you have an old man, an old crackpot. Huh? He was discounted. He's senile. He don't know what he's talking about. But he had a promise. And here you had a little baby. Not even but a few days old and it already had a bad name. So you had the old, then you hear you had the young. And they were about to meet. And one thing that I've never quite understood is that you take a young person who's completely, totally sold out to God. They're, they're on fire for God. And people, oh, he's young, she's young. She'll get over it and she'll, it'll pass, it'll fade. And then when the person gets old, they, well, they don't know what they're talking about. They're just senile. When are you going to believe God that God is moving through these people? When are you going to believe God, God is working through the young people? When are you going to believe God, God is working through the old people? You bump, can I borrow your term? You bump on the pickle? Hmm? <laughs> That's one thing I've never quite fully understood. Why? We, we just, you know, and, and even when we're young, we're always, we're always saying, but when, when I get to, or when I turn 18, or when I'm blah, 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 we're always projecting ourselves to, to the future. To something that isn't there yet. And when we get old, we say, well, sitting on the porch rocking, I remember when. Always looking back. But what about now? What about where you are right now? As I said, you're in a place to have your life changed forever. Forever. You've heard these things over and over and over again. Well, maybe you didn't hear it the last time fully and you need to hear it again. Maybe you didn't see it last time. I've heard it said this way. You've got to see it before you see it. So you will see it when you do see it. Because if you don't see it when it comes, you're not even going to know that it's there. So you have to be under expectation. You have to be looking for something. All the don't just sit on the pew and fold your arms and say, well, I'll let brother so-and-so do it. I'll let sister so-and-so clap her hands. I don't feel like worshiping. How can you not feel like worshiping when you are a worshiper? God himself is a worshiper. You going to tell me you don't like to worship when God himself is? God's people worship. Amen. Here you have the old man, this old crackpot, this, this senile guy, as far as what the world was saying. But he had a promise, and you had a baby who already had this bad reputation, and they were about to meet. Because when eternity speaks, all the noise fades away. I can imagine Simeon, the prophet said he was back in the temple somewhere. And he begins to feel a little strange. He begins to feel a little unction. He begins to feel a little leading, and he makes his way up. He stands up. Maybe his knees are creaking and cracking when he, when he stands up, and he's walking, but he's walking, he's, and he's asking the Lord, where am I going? It don't matter. Just, just I'm, I'm leading you. Sometimes God will give you enough light just to see the next step right in front of you. But you know, we've gotten used to our, our T-bone steaks and our potatoes and all this fine dining Hmm? But if I mistake not, the Bible says I've never seen the righteous begging for bread. So, 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 so bread is something simple. So if your diet has to be always steak and potatoes, what are you going to do when the bread times come? When all that you've got is bread, when all that you've got is manna, what are you going to do? So here to the carnal eye, 
It was just two misfits meeting. Hear me. It was just two misfits meeting for the first time. But to eternity, it was two omnipotents that were coming together. A young and an old coming together for the very first time. Why? Because the promise is in the building, saints. You're going to miss it. If you're criticizing tonight, you're going to miss your opportunity. Hear me well. Mark my words. Don't get stuck on stupid. You were doing good, but then stupid got in your way and you held on to stupid and you're stuck right there. Dismantle stupid. Hmm? That's bad to say, Brother Joe. I know, but I'm not one to really care about etiquette. <laughs> Be politically, politically correct. That's the going thing today. You got to be nice. You might offend. You might turn somebody away. But, you know, in this age in which we're living, I, I wonder if, if, if things would turn fully. I mean, everything, the way, the way, the way they want it to, the way uh, the persuasion and the lifestyle that people are living today. If everything was to turn that way, how are they going to get milk out of two bulls? And if you love them eggs, ain't nothing happening. That wasn't in my notes. That, that was for free. That was for the internet. If Brother Donnie gets locked up, I'll get locked up with him. Nonsense. The devil's trying to pull one over on us. But to a true believer, that will never happen. There's no way. Here were all these women standing in line waiting for their purification it was a common scene for the occasion it was nothing out of the ordinary about what was on display that day nothing it was a common service tonight nothing out of the ordinary really except me up here preaching i guess but it's still the word of god but nothing out of the ordinary this scene was had unfolded for years after after so many times and here they were these women waiting for the purification, common scene, and such as it is with us tonight here in this service, just another common service. But, but, the promise was in the building. What did you come here tonight expecting? Young man, what were you looking for? What were you hoping for? Well, daddy made me come. Well, let me let you know something. God directed you to be here tonight. To let you know that a promise is over your life. God is wanting to display his deity in you. And change not only your life, but those around you forever. That way you can have the boldness to go to that little girl that's talked about you in your skirts and your long hair. That way God has given you the unction and the ability to go to that young man that said, why don't you cuss? Why don't you wear shorts? It's hot out here. Huh? Hear me. Hear me. The promise is in the building. Because, saints, eternity, eternity is always misunderstood. Always. Because something eternal was taking place that day in the temple, and yet you had these women in line behind Mary talking about her, calling her a prostitute. Eternity is always misunderstood. 
Eternity was present with them. Listen, eternity was present with them that day that the promise was in the building. Eternity was present with them and they missed it. They missed it, saints. They missed it. We find a, a, a little, a, another, another scene that takes place in Luke 13. When all this was going on, the promise was in the building because see, when the promise begins to come into effect, it begins to stir the atmosphere. Something begins to change. People's lives are changed. You take the woman at the well. She went running through the city and began to tell. And you look at that scripture. We find out just the proximity of where they are. She goes into the city and then right along in, 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 close in proximity to that, you'll see, you'll hear Jesus saying, look, the fields are white under harvest. Because I came across a commentary one time. It was saying that with that very event, the people in the city dressed in their white garments, they were coming, making their way to find out who this man was. They were making their way to that well. They wanted to see because they had heard from eternity and something changed in their lives. So the atmosphere began to change that day. Luke 13, 10 says, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Something stirred that this began to flow out into the city and it began to change. So when they showed up again at another service, that atmosphere was still there. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bow, bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. The devil had beat her down so much, but yet she still came to church. She was at her lowest point, but she was still in church. She didn't allow her circumstances to keep her out of the house of God. No matter how low she was. And when Jesus saw her, oh God, please see me tonight. Lord, please see me. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. So how many people had, knew about this circumstance? They could physically see it. But who was close enough to her to know exactly what she was going through? And maybe even at that time, she, people had they'd heard her and they'd seen her so many times. Oh, that's just that woman. Ah, it's just sister at church. It's just brother at church. Ah, he'll be all right. Maybe he won't be. Maybe he's here tonight ready to blow his brains out. Huh? Come on now. This is real. Leaving church, having that type of spirit. Have it just so low. Reach out. Reach out. Be real. Be Jesus Christ to somebody. He hmm. said, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. The promise was once again in the building. The promise was once again in the building. Here we are tonight. The same scene, a familiar scene. What do you have need of? What's going on in your life? What does mama not know about? Huh? Come on, young people. I believe in some of the meetings I've been in of late and hearing some of the, the testimonies and things about the youth services, I believe with all this within me, God is getting ready to do something with the young people. Not just here at Happy Valley, but I'm talking about the, the, pe the young people around this nation, around this world. So look out, old folk. Don't you dare hinder that young man. Don't you dare hinder your daughter. Don't do it. 
God is getting ready to do something. So young people, you hold on to what you got. Don't you dare let anybody squelch that out of you. The promise is in the building. A word was given. A promise was made. So there has to be some fulfillment. Malachi 4. Very familiar. We're going to say that and we're going to close. A promise. I should have said that at the beginning, huh? In closing. Just got it over with then. Because y'all know I probably won't close. I just, I just said that. <laughs> Malachi 4, verse 5 says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the hearts of, his fathers, of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Many of you sitting here tonight, you didn't even have an open your Bible. You could have read that. You've heard it so many times. But the reality is the promise is in the building. Amen. One thing within the message that, that strikes me so much is... When that sister said those words, that ain't nothing but the truth. And when I was younger, I used to think, well, he, that'd be pretty cool hearing a story about some squirrels. Just where do you want? Bloop, there's a squirrel. There's another squirrel. That's the truth, man. That's what I used to think. But then I began to realize and begin to study and look in the message more. What she was amening was is when the prophet said, the only thing I know is, how many know the rest of that? Jesus Christ of the old is Jesus Christ of the new. So she was identifying and saying, I believe that. And the promise of her receiving that word, the promise was in her house that day. And she said the right thing. Now, let me ask you this. In your mind, you don't have to tell me, you don't have to tell nobody. What have you thought about tonight? When you've heard the promises in the building, have you criticized? Have you said amen? Have you said that's for me? I'm going to take that. I'm going to grow from that. I'm going to be changed by that. Or have you had a critical spirit on you? Starchy. Putting the brakes on. But if Jesus Christ of the old is Jesus Christ of the new, then what he did then, he'll do now. Do you have any mountains that you can't get over? Do you have an expanse of sea before you that you think there's no way I can get across that? You look behind you and you see your circumstances. You think I'm in big trouble. But what did he do in the Old Testament? He parted some waters. He'll do it again. I believe that. I truly, truly believe that. So if he was sent to turn the hearts, then my heart has to be turned back to something. The realities of a living God. This is not a fairy tale. This is not something that's trumped up. This is not something that I have to go research and try to see if all these things are true. I say nonsense to that mess. I don't care. If, if I had just one word in the, from the message of the hour, if I would hold on to that one word. I wouldn't care about anything else. Because the reality for me is, I'm going to say it this way, no disrespect to those here and those that will hear this later. I, no disrespect. But to, to me, William Branham put his one leg in his pant just like I did. He got up in the morning, his breath stank just like mine. What little bit of hair I got is all disheveled. That he was a man. He was human. I can handle that. Huh? 
The promise is in the building. Expectations, being, being under expectation of something that's going to happen. Why? Because God made a promise. God has told you something in your life that he's going to do. And you're afraid to tell somebody about it. You say, well, what if? What if it don't happen? What if it does? Can you imagine if the woman at the well had not went and told what happened to her? Huh? Could you imagine if Moses standing there on the banks that day didn't raise that rod? And... Could you imagine? All of these things. How many opportunities have you missed? How many opportunities have I missed? Simply because of what if. I want to share this. The musicians will come. Just, I want to take just a little bit of time to, to, to read one, one little instance. In the message, Expectations. He was talking about earlier before this that there, he was in some meetings and, and the, um, the people got wind and found out in the motel where he was staying and they, they came. So much so that the manager of the hotel comes and knocks on his door and says, are you uh, William Brown, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that's me. He said, you got to get out. <laughs> you got to leave. What would you say? You know, you in your room, relaxing, knock on the door. You got to go. And he said, well, why, what did I do? What's going on? He said, step out here a minute. Look down the hallway. People lined up down the hall. Looks out the window. People lined up out the sidewalk. They're waiting to be prayed for under expectation. But he goes on to say, now, at Fort Wayne, they found out where the hotel was here in Indiana, the Indiana Hotel. And then in that one night, we started down. We just couldn't get out. You just, just people just so congested. It was horrible. And then we had about uh, three more days to stay. And the bellhop, my brother hired the bellhop, and he told him which way we go, and he's talking about their, just save time. They're, they're, they, they go down through the basement. They're trying to get out, and he, he's, the bellhop is leading them through where they won't be seen, and they go through all of these things. And, and, and so they were taking me over for breakfast, and I'd been eating at the little place called, uh, he calls it Tottle House, I believe it was, and no, Hobbs House. And one morning, we were going down the second morning. I had my overall coat pulled up, and we was walking down the street, packing my little girl, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came down. Remember Simeon? <laughs> Do you believe in being led of the spirit, he asked. And I hand the baby over to the wife, and she said, what's the matter, honey? That's always amazed me, that his, his children, his wife, his friends would be, what, what's going on, Wade? What's going on, Bill? They'd been around, surely they'd know God's moving on him. He said, he, I said, the Holy Spirit's leading me. And I felt the angel of the Lord. You've seen the picture. I just came, just came down and you just do, do what it says do. And I thought he was going right straight to the Hobbs house. We, we were about a city block away and the Spirit of the Lord said, turn to your left. Now watch this, being led, just as Simeon was that day. Had all this noise going on around him, but he's being led. And I went down and just kept walking. They were following me and I stopped to a place called, said Miller's Cafeteria. And I went down to the basement where the cafeteria was and, and I got some, some prunes, I believe, and some toast and was sitting down to eat. Prunes and toast. Now how common can you get? Prunes and toast for breakfast. Watch out, brother. <laughs> Won't be long. <laughs> And I heard somebody say, praise the Lord. And I looked over and a lady just raised up and the tears running down her cheeks. The promise is in the building. And Ms. Morgan, the nurse said, see, you're caught now. And I said, just a moment. 
And the lady walked over. She said, Brother Branham, she said, I followed you meeting after meeting. She said, listen to this lady. I have a brother here. His heart's broke through the diaphragm, said there's nothing that they, they can do be done for him. He can't live but a little while longer, said we, we were sold all our goods to follow. Like the woman who had the issue of blood for 12 long years. I too have suffered much and I've cried. Oh, I've cried many tears. But she reached out and she touched the hem of his garment. And she sold, we sold all our goods to follow. And we've done everything that we know how to do to get in the line. We've got cards, but never was called. Now, some of the Happy Valley folk, I know how they would act. Hmm. Ain't call me. Didn't call me to sing. I'll sit on it. But you sit there. That's fine. But there's going to be a change one day. And you're going to be found sitting with your arms folded, still coming to church. With your hmm attitude. Hmm. They didn't show up. I did. I guess I'm the only one that's saved. No, you're the only one that's left behind. <laughs> Back to the quote. We got cards but never was called and said our money's gone and everything. Said we just couldn't do nothing. Prayed all night and said this morning, watch this. I was kneeling on my knees by the side of the bed at the hotel and I went to sleep. Now how holy is that? The devil gets you in a crunch sometimes to think, well, you fell asleep praying. <laughs> God can still move, Amen. make you feel bad. At least you're down on devil. At least I'm on my knees. At least I'm praying. What are you doing but getting on my nerves? And I dreamed I was by the bed praying and I went to sleep and I dreamed that I should come over here to Miller's cafeteria at nine o'clock. I looked at my watch. It's just exactly. So here, the promise was in the building. Do you believe in being led? He said, that's the Holy Spirit that led Simeon. This is in, inside life now. And I said, bring your brother here. Why? In a moment, the Lord had healed him. He was crying and weeping. said, I never felt like this since I was a young boy. So you're hanging on to something. You want to feel good tonight? Get a hold of that promise. That promise is for you. This gentleman said, I haven't felt this way since I was a young boy. That devil buffeting in your body. The promise is in the building. The reality of who he is is in the building. Why, in a moment the Lord had healed him, he was saying, he was saying, since I was a young boy, went out of the building. I sat down to eat and something just lifted me up. Why? Because the promise is in the building. The atmosphere is beginning to stir. Something's beginning to happen. I went out, wife, and then followed me. Just as I stepped out the door, I heard someone saying, oh, thank God. And a little woman dressed in black, she knelt down on the street. Hmm respecting the man of God. I don't know. I don't think she was worshiping him. But she respected the man of God. And people are losing their respect for the ministry. I don't say that because I, I'm, I'm here tonight in this position, but people are losing respect for the ministry. And once you do, there ain't nobody that can help you. Tuck out in your pocket. Hold on to it. Chew on it later. 
Oh, thank God. And a little woman dressed in black, she knelt down on the street. She began crying. I said, stand up, sister. She stood up. She said, Brother Branham, she was from Chicago. She said, I've got cancer in the breast. She said, I've tried hard to get to you everywhere. Said, I couldn't do it. And she said, this morning, I started to eat. And I was crying because I have to go back home. This was, she was having to leave that morning. She'd been to these services and she couldn't get through. She'd been to service. You've been to service after service and something just couldn't click for you. You needed something and something didn't register. It wasn't Brother Donnie's fault. It wasn't the minister's fault. It just wasn't your time. But tonight the promise is in the building. He's here. That's all. Everything and, and it's, it, let's see, uh, uh, the Spirit of the Lord and go stand in front of the middle of the cafeteria. And, um, and, and there, there I was. I met here. Let me back up. Um, Breast, cancel the breast. I've tried hard to get to you everywhere. Said I couldn't do it, and she said this morning I started to eat, and I was crying because I have to go back home. And said the spirit of the Lord said, "Go stand in front of Miller's cafeteria at ten minutes after nine. The first case was nine o'clock. Ten minutes later, God had already appointed somebody to be there. So, what is your appointed time tonight? You know what you've prayed about. You know what you have need of." And you said, if I can just get to church, I know everything's going to be all right because that's when I'm going to seal it all. You're here and you've heard that God is in the building. The promise is here for you. It's here for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Do you love him? Isn't he wonderful? Isn't he great? Amen. I was sinking deep in sin, so far from the peaceful shore. Seeking, seeking to rise, I thought no more. Mm. But the master of the seas, he heard my despairing cry. situation he lifted me now safe am I keep me right there brothers love lifted me Mama, Daddy couldn't help 
was love. Stand with me and sing. Lifted me. Love lifted me. He picked me up out of all my mess. Love lifted me when nothing, nothing, nothing else, even that bottle of pills couldn't help. It was love lifted me. God sent His Son. God sent His Son. God sent His Son God sent His Son Amen When nothing Son, son, bled and died. Y'all sing it with me. Son, bled and died. He gave his life for you and me. When nothing else, amen, could help that son, he bled. The sun he bled and died when nothing else could help. The sun bled and died. I know. Was the blood? I know it was the blood. No, it was the blood. For one day when I was lost, he died upon the cross, and I know it was the blood for me. I know it was the blood.
Aren't you glad we got Saturday night services back? Now we need to pray because the devil's stirring and moving. He's, they call it a variant. That sounds good, doesn't it? That's a nice word, variant. That's a nice word, but it ain't number the devil. Amen. Call it what you want. It's just the devil. But I love you in the Lord. I pray that something has been said tonight that you can take and be, now, now be good little sheepies now and go ruminate on it because it's food for later. But the very thing that you've heard tonight will change your life. I, I, I guarantee, I promise, I promise you. Because why? It's from eternity. It's an eternal word. It's an eternal promise. And if you're tied to eternity, nothing can get in your way. When the enemy comes in like a flood, he promised he would raise up a standard. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Now, weapons will be made. Weapons are being made. And weapons will be made just for little old you. Pretty little you. Cute little you. Just for you to take you down. But they won't prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It won't work, say no weapon formed against me shall prosper. 
it won't work, say no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No, no, it won't work. Believe that. The song goes on to say, God will do what he said he would do. Your confidence is not in you. Your confidence is not in what, you know, let me say this before I, before I step away from you. Now, you, you go to the doctor and the doctors say you have this, you have that, they diagnose and that's all well and good. But you know what? They're reading their book and what their book said is true. That's what's in their books. That's what they're, that's what they're trained to do. If you don't know, you go read the book, but, but that's what Google told them. That's what they're doing. And they leave the, I'll be right back. They're Googling to see what, because they ain't never heard of that, but you got before. Ain't nothing but the devil. But according to their book, hallelujah, it's true. You do have that. But, 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 according to your book, that's a box of rattlesnakes, and you hand it back to the devil. Is that all right? Because no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. It can't take you down. It can't take you out. Huh? This may be our last time. This may be my last time standing before you. This may be our last time. Who knows? But one thing's for sure. We're being called to be changed. And our diet requires such. It's okay to go play basketball, have all this fun, but our diet for a body change requires body change food. Hmm. Video games are good. They have a place. They're fine, but that ain't going to get you out of here. Fussing with your brother ain't going to get you out of here. Talking bad about your sister ain't going to get you out of here. Feed on this word of God. I was just telling someone on the parking lot of the church just Wednesday night that better find a hiding place because things are going to get a little more rough. You say, Brother Joel, you're supposed to encourage us. I am encouraging you because the greater and tighter it gets, the sooner he's coming back. So I say, bring it on, devil. That's bold, Brother Joel. I have confidence in this word of God. Again, you may get report tomorrow. Brother Joel's gone. Oh, just cry and be sad. As I've said before, if it should be that I pass from this life and y'all have to put me in that box, and roll me up here in front of the church. And if it just so happens to be, don't let me interrupt service. If it happens to be a Wednesday night, y'all come here and have church, please. Don't be boohooing and crying. Have church. And if you don't know how to have church, call some of my brothers and sisters from the South. They'll be here. They love me. They'll be here. But I love you in the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Well, in case you didn't know it, your promise was in the building. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad God can make it so real to you? It must have been so wonderful for those people that the Spirit of God just made their appointments. Now, that's divine appointments, isn't it? Nine o'clock, nine, ten. You know what? Here we are. It's ten minutes till nine. Maybe it's time for yours. Well, I don't feel it. You don't have to feel it. Jesus never did say, did you feel it? He said, 
Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Brother Darrell was up in a meeting. He was telling me the other day, and there was a question prayer for a brother that was in real serious condition. Brother Darrell kept looking and looking and looking for him, and he was out walking around and asking different people if they knew where this brother was because he wanted to go pray for him. Just felt it in his heart. And he just kept looking and could not find him anywhere. He passed by a brother, and he's just praying, Lord, please help me to find him. He went out looking to come back and come by that brother, and that brother went. Brother Darrell looked up there, and there was a balcony in the building, and that brother was up there in the balcony. <laughs> uh, you know what happened. The promise was in the building. So whatever you need tonight, whether it's big or whether it's small. My daddy, your daddy, he's right here for us to minister to us what we have need of. We're going to pray and we're going to believe. I know there's many needs among us. We've got <clears throat> Sister Barbara Gravely has been really sick in the last couple of days and she's requested prayer. Sister Karen Pruitt, we had prayer for her again Wednesday and just some really, really good things have happened in the last few days. And we're just so thankful to the Lord for what he's done. What's God doing? Answering prayers. You know, it's like the prophet says very simply. He said, you speak to this mountain, quoting what Jesus said, and it'll be moved. And he said, whenever you speak, nothing happens. It may seem like absolutely nothing happens. But on the other side of that mountain where your eyes couldn't see, a little something started trickling down on the other side. Isn't it amazing? Out of your sight. Out of your sight. But faith is the substance of things hoped for with the evidence of things not seen. But if you believe it, then whether you see it, whether you feel it or not, your faith declares that it's done. How many like to remember? We're going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for coming by our way, Lord Jesus, and reminding us once again that our promise is here. We know about our needs. We brought them with us, our troubles, our burdens, our cares. But, Lord, you didn't want us just to bring them and pick them back up and carry them home. But we want to cast our cares on you tonight. Father God, for those that are sick, those that are weary, Maybe just some facing some sort of disappointment in life. As our brother said, life just happens. And as of late, all kinds of things are happening in life that is making it more difficult for people. But Father, we're so thankful that we have your promise that you will never leave us and you'll never forsake us. How wonderful it must have been to live in the 50s and the 60s when your prophet was here those great things happened. And Lord, we know that he's not here and he's been gone for some time now. But we do have this promise that even though he's not here, you are. And our needs are still here. Our desires, our children, our grandchildren, husbands, wives. The problems of the world are worse now than they were when he was here. So Lord Jesus, you knew that it would come to this spot. So we tell you tonight, we need you like never before. We need you, Lord. We don't need you from Sunday to Sunday. We don't need you from Sunday to Wednesday. We need you every day, every hour, 
every moment of the day. The darkness is coming in around us everywhere, Father. But we're so grateful that the cleft of the rock has been opened up for us. And that we have a place we can run to. Would you come this way tonight, Lord Jesus, and minister healing and peace and deliverance and whatever your children have need of. Father, I pray for Sister Gravely tonight, Lord, and for Brother Bird as well on his back. You see the things that they're dealing with, Lord, and our sister having to go to the doctor today. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, may the Spirit of God go right there right now, several hundred miles away from us, but you're omnipotent and omnipresent. So may your Holy Ghost, which is right there, I'm sure that they're streaming right now, in the name of Jesus, may the Holy Ghost go there, Father, and touch our sister. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done this week for Sister Karen. We're so grateful. We're just believing you. You're going to finish this work that you've started in our sister. Minister to the needs of your children tonight, Father, we pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus, praise God. And can we say amen? Amen. Are we going to praise him for what he's already said? We're going to have what we have asked for. Now the prophet tells us over and over again that Abraham received the promise of God and he watered that promise every day with praise. If you can imagine, praise is not just for you. It's not just for you and it's not just you giving it back to the Lord, but it waters your promises. So it's not just the anointing. Oh, I feel it, I feel it. The anointing is, that's, that's not just the water. It's your praise. You imagine your praise coming from your mouth is the water on your seed. And as you water it, it brings it into fruition that it will come to pass. And the church said, Amen. God bless you. Sing something for us, Harry. It had been wonderful to be in the house of the Lord tonight. So happy to see each one of you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The little girl you, was Jesus. lying there. Yes, the people Lord. all were weeping. Thank you, Lord Jesus. They just laughed at Jesus when he said she's only sleeping. Hallelujah. As he took her by the hand, Thank you, Lord. she began to live again. Hallelujah. Some began to praise the Lord. Some began to
Amen. Let's sing this song as you're dismissed this evening. Amen. Go believe in expecting something for, this, for the service in the morning at 11. Oh, there's nothing too big for my God. Oh, no, no, there's nothing too big for my God. Oh, I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm not going to be depressed. Nothing's too big for God when I'm in His rest. Oh, there's nothing too big for my God. Deeper than the deepest sea, stronger than a locomotive, faster than a bullet speed. He's wiser than a man named Webster, eternally deities. Nothing's too big for God, no impossibility. Oh no, there's nothing too big for my God. I'm in 